When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. In this moment with Toby C, helping to open hearts and minds in a world of overstimulation. Now, here's Toby C. Boy, I couldn't have put it better myself. Thank you, Howard, our voiceover announcer. In a world of overstimulation, we got to find that place where we can find some calm and, and pause. Oh, yeah. How you doing? I'm Toby C. name of the show is called In This Moment. It's what he said, and that's what it is, and that's where we are. And it's just going to be you and me for the next hour. We're going to be talking about recovery, kind of a different angle on recovery for sure. You know, it's not your typical recovery podcast, or actually we're formatted for a one-hour live radio show, but you're going to hear us on podcast too. Coming to you live recorded from Palm Springs, California, um, and um, just trying to carry a message Nothing special about me. Just a guy who likes to talk a lot. And they finally put a microphone in front of me and said, start singing. And that's what I'm doing. Trying to carry a good message. And guess what? Our message today is to be still, quiet, and recover. How about that? If you want to recover, you got to be still. And you got to be quiet. And then you recover. Actually, there's a program. It's got a triangle as a symbol. And it says something about unity service, recovery. Hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe still and quiet have something to do with unity and service. But I'll tell you, they all lead to recovery and to recover. You better believe it. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> you ever heard of the word uh, quiescent? It's kind of a, it's a, quiet is synthesized from the word quiescent. Ooh, what a nice word, quiescent. You ever heard of quiescent? Hmm. Well, that's what you want to become. You want to become quiescent. You want to go ahead and quiet it down. Yeah, you really do. You want to become quiet and inactive. There it is. Quiescent is quiet and, did you hear that? Inactive. A lot of the problems with people like yours truly and those of us and those that I know and experience in my daily home group who are suffering and trying to figure it out is they're not inactive. They don't know how to be still and quiet, jumping around like a jackrabbit, having an identity crisis du jour that remind you of anybody you know, maybe yourself, maybe a loved one. Oh, yeah. So stick around. We're going to be talking about how to be still and quiet and recover and why it's so important, not only to succeed in recovery once and for all, but to, su to succeed in life. People like to be around people who are still and quiet and chill and full of faith instead of some maniac who's full of fear, driving everybody nuts with their neurotic behavior. Sound like somebody you know? <laughs> Sounds like a lot of people I know. You better believe it. Ah, oh, take a deep breath. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, who needs to be still and who needs to be quiet and who needs to recover? Well, that's who this show, you know, if you're listening to In This Moment with Toby C, chances are that you either like the program, you like the message, or, or you like the genre of recovery and you're kind of checking it out. <clears throat> and what we try to do is we try to throw out uh, and illuminate the problems with not being still and quiet and then we'd like to move into the solutions and the answer of how to be still and quiet. And the solution is to recover. 
God, I'll tell you, if you're caught in the revolving door of recovery, uh, if you're caught in the revolving door of defective relationships with other people, including yourself, um, it might have something to do with not being able to be still and quiet. Did you hear me? If you're having trouble with defective relationships with people and with yourself, it might be a result of not being able to be still and quiet. There it is. Be still and quiet. To know that all is well. Instead of, oh my God, what am I going to do? It's a different vibration. And I got to tell you, we're going to be talking about that vibration. Recovery is a vibration. and recovery, you change our message. And let me tell you, the message, if it's spoken verbally, it's a vibration. <clears throat> and we change that message, baby. It's called our testimony. Hmm. Something about being still and quiet is curiously linked to our testimony. Can you imagine that? Oh, you better believe it. You better believe it. But <clears throat> here's the deal. If you're listening to this show, then maybe you've reached the point, the exact point where you're ready to abandon, abandon limited objectives and move toward unlimited possibilities. Whew, how about that? You know, maybe... The reason why you are not still, and I can so relate to this, is maybe, maybe we were completely incapable of pointing our imagination toward the right objectives. How about that? How about that? Maybe this entire time we, we just didn't know how to contemplate the answer with our narrow, fear-driven mind, so we are stuck in the problem. And being stuck in the problem is a place that many of us experience something called being irritable, restless, and discontent. Whew. Irritable, restless, and discontent is not still and quiet and recovering, is it? No way. <clears throat> Do you know anybody who's irritable, restless, and discontent? Are they the most popular person in the room? No. You know, suffering can take on many, many different forms. Um, many of us who come into recovery are diagnosed as having a form of insanity. Oh, yeah. Our cheese has completely slipped off our cracker. And uh, if you're anything like me, if you grew up in a household where there's a lot of, um, a lot of uncertainty and a lot of fear... Um, a lot of banging around and noise and this, this constant sense of urgency. We have to do this. We must do this. We've got to do this. There's nothing still and quiet about that, is there? Maybe you can relate to that. Maybe that's your household. Maybe you're part of that, that energy, that, uh, that energy that we're describing is called the bondage of self. Oh, Yeah. By the way, if you're just joining us, the name of the show is called In This Moment, and I'm Toby C., and we're talking about being still and being quiet in order to recover. That's our, 
our show today, Be Still, Quiet, and Recover. Yeah. And during this segment, I just we're trying to do a little warm-up here because we're going to be mashing out the problems with not being still and not being quiet. And that's why we don't recover. And that's why we end up in the revolving door of insanity, the revolving door of institutions and rehabs and hospitals. Oh, yeah. And it is insane. Most overused cliche in the world, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. I'll tell you, I put the kibosh on that the other day in my home group meeting. I said, that's a bunch of bull. I put the I said bull on the most overused cliche in the entire universe. And it's true. When we come into recovery, and we're going to be talking about this in the third segment when we start moving to the answers, but when we come into recovery, oh man, we open up our minds. Oh yeah. When we come into recovery, we're ready to take a deep breath at really what the problem is and take an accurate self-survey of really, really what's going on. By the way, my friend, recovery does not happen alone. Only you alone can decide if you're going to recover and get better, but you can't do it alone. You cannot do it alone. Only you alone can do it and make that decision, but you can't do it alone. You gotta get in the group. Isn't that funny? You isolated from people and you got away from the group so you could be still and quiet and recover, but you didn't, did you? It only got worse. That cacophony of insanity just wouldn't, it wouldn't yield, it wouldn't cease, would it? No. The symbols are clashing and clanging. Oh, yeah. When the human being becomes a battleground for the instincts, there can be no peace, baby. None. Yeah. So in recovery, I'll tell you what's nice. And you got to do it. You got to get back into the group because when you get back into the group and you make a commitment to your kinship of common suffering, you're going to find somebody in your group if you attend it frequently and you sit down and you sit still in your seat and you don't jump around too much and you listen. You're going to find somebody in that group that you trust. You're going to find somebody in that group that's going to be the guiding light for you to, to escape this insanity this bondage of self, this, this insanity of, 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 of bewilderment, of confusion, of noise. Oh, yeah. What you're going to be able to do is you're going to be able to find a person, put your hand in the hand of another man or woman, and um, you're going to clean house. That's what's going to happen. That's how you're going to start to become still and quiet. And that's how you're going to finally, finally get out of this rut once and for all. And know that the biggest mistake you ever made was pushing away and alienating yourself from people. And that includes those of us who are capable of being in a room of 200 people and still feeling alone and isolated. It's about feeling a part of, man. There's something about feeling something called unity. There's something very calming about the sense of unity, and it doesn't happen alone. You've got to get in the group. If you want to be still and quiet and recover, you've got to get in the group. And the group may not be very still, and the group may not be very quiet, and the group may not appear to be, have much of recovery. But I've got to tell you, if you stick around long enough, you stay on the bus long enough, the view outside the window changes, baby, I guarantee you. 
And if you stay in the group, what's going to happen is you're going to experience this calm that's going to reveal itself to you through the group. Oh, yeah. And this calm is going to say, yeah, come this way. Now you're listening. Now you're on the right track. And you're going to hear it in the group. If you do it right, if you do the group right, and there's only one way to do the group right, you suit up and you show up. You show up early and you sit still. You don't jump around. You don't try to domineer and control and, and take over the group. Just chill for six months and stick around after the pray out, man, and just chill and talk to a few people and try to be there for, and look for somebody in the group who's a little blinder and in and, and more pain than you are and reach out to them, put your arm around them and say, you never have to be alone again. You never have to do this again. And what you're doing is you're, you're being still, you're quieting and stilling some other agitated spirit. Oh yeah. Now you're on the right track. Hey, this is Toby C. The name of the show is called In This Moment. We're talking about being still, quiet, and recovering. When we get back, we're going to be talking about the problems with not being still and not being quiet and why we don't recover. You can't overcome something unless you know what you're suffering from, right? Be right back. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. More of In This Moment with Toby C. My producer goes crazy every time I say this because I ever use this, but I'm going to say it again. When I stopped living in the problem and started living in the answer, the problem went away. And the problem will go away, gang, I'm telling you. But you got to know what the problem is. And right now we're talking about the problem is with um, <clears throat> not being still, not being quiet, and why so many of us suffer, suffer from not being still and not being quiet. First of all, if you want a defective relationship with another human being, you know, be agitated, be restless, irritable, and discontent, and have an agitated spirit, and never be satisfied, never be grateful, and never be happy. It's a vibration. It's a vibration. And... And we're going to call it what it is, okay? It's a vibration of fear. And let me tell you, the antithesis of fear is faith. And faith and fear have different vibrations, my friend. And the people who can't be still and can't be quiet, they're vibrating in a fear vibe. You know anybody who's vibrating in a fear vibe? I've worked with people. I've worked with people in recovery. I was vibrating in a fear vibe, man. I think I came out of the womb in a fear vibe. I think all of us come out of the womb with a fear vibe. We have two instinctual needs, the instinctual need to be loved and the instinctual need to feel secure. And we put the bite on anybody and everything in order to meet those needs. The only problem is when we grow up older and we're not an infant, we start putting the bite on others for more love or security than is possible or do us. And there's the fear. It's a fear vibe. Know anybody has the fear vibe? Oh, yeah. The fear vibe carries with it a bad message. 
the N-word, the real N-word, never, okay? You know, just never satisfied, never happy, never rich enough, never thin enough, you know? <laughs> never, 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 right? There's just something about just not being satisfied with life. You know anybody who just can't be satisfied no matter what they have? They're just, they're so, it's so sad to see somebody like that. To have such a bad attitude. To have this thing called the, it's called the anger vibe is what it is. See, there's seven deadly sins, man. Let me tell you, anger is one of them. And it's a vibration. And this anger vibe causes a lot of us to do things we'd really regret. And unfortunately, a lot of these things that we do to other people that we regret causes shame. There you go. And the shame causes many of us to, to react to shame, to try to overcome the shame, to ignore the shame, to deny the shame. There it is. And I'm telling you, there's nothing still and quiet about trying to overcome shame. Ha! Trust me. You know, it's a form of denial. A lot of us don't even know the shameful behavior. It's part of our instinctive makeup. It's all part of just, you know, it's part of our identity crisis, calling too much attention to ourselves. You know anybody like that? Me first. Look at me. You know? It's this, it's this, this interior identity conflict. It's a fight. You know anybody like that? They just can't be comfortable in their own skin. I've heard that, you know, the best thing to do is to wear, wear life and wear recovery like a loose burqa or a loose leisure suit or a loose garment. It's got to be loose, man. Got to move around, right? So it can breathe. It is part of our identity crisis, this propensity to stay in motion. A body in motion stays in motion. Yeah, right. It's just a bad vibe, man. It's, a, it's an obsession, it's an obsession of the mind. And I'll tell you, if you have the obsession of the mind like Toby here, then you act out despite whether or not you have an allergy of the body, man. And I knew this allergy of the body was going to kill me, man. But I'll tell you, I had this overwhelming compulsion, this obsession. And there's nothing still and quiet in me. It was this raging inferno that said, I've got a drink and I've got a drug. That's the only way I can find still and the only way I can find quiet and the only way I can find peace and the only way I can get along with you and the only way I can get along with life is to completely get polluted, to get completely wasted. And then I can be still and quiet. But what an illusion, man. I don't know about you, man. When I was loaded, I was not still and quiet. I was on fire. Couldn't believe that I survived all that insanity. God must love me, man. This is a this is a public service announcement. God loves Toby. Because, man, I don't understand why I'm still around. All the insanity I did to try to still and quiet my mind and my soul. And the acting out, the risky behavior. Sound like anybody you know? This emotional fear, anger vibe of discouragement. This extreme behavior this harmful behavior, this attitude of hopelessness, Whew. trying to control our feelings. If only I had this or only had that, then I could be still and quiet and happy. Bull. You know better than that. So long as we are selfish, self-centered, driven by a hundred forms of what? Fear. 
Oh yeah, man. <laughs> when a human being becomes a battleground for the instincts, there can be no peace. You better believe it. I'm Toby C. And the show's in this moment. We're going to be right back with eliminating the problems or the solutions, excuse me. <laughs> the solutions and the joy of being still and quiet and, and recovering once and for all now that we've got the problems behind us. Be right back. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In This Moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here's your guide, Toby C. You know, when we come into recovery, so many of us are suffering from injuries. Oh, yeah. Self-inflicted or inflicted by others. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, we get a chance to explore some of these injuries in recovery when we put our hand in the hand of another man or another woman, and we really take an honest, uh, accurate self-survey. For some of us, uh, it's the first time we've ever done that in our lives. <clears throat> but one of the outcomes in recovery is we discover that um, God was always there, see. A God of our understanding is, is what can bring us still and quiet, see. No human power can relieve our suffering, see. Although we try to, and our suffering maybe was just an agitated, irritable, restless, and discontent spirit. But God, did we try to, to take care of it ourselves, didn't we? But we found out the hard way. <laughs> Many of us took some hard knocks to know that <clears throat> that no human power could have relieved our suffering, but only God could and would have here sought. There it is. And who wants to seek God? Yeah, it seems like the only people that really want to seek God are those of us quite often who have hit bottom. And we've become as open-minded to conviction as, and as willing to listen as only the dying can be. We're willing to do a few things to follow the dictates of a higher power in order to save ourselves mm -hmm. from further insanity or the possibility of incarceration or death. It's that simple. And when we're constantly running in that, that fear-driven mode, <clears throat> there's not going to be any still or quiet, nothing. And there's no recovery, by the way. Some of us have to, have to be humbled. Yeah. We have to learn that uh, we've been trying to play God this whole time. And... Um, and when we hit our bottom and we get the tar kicked out of them, get, get, get the tar kicked out of us and me, um, we become humbled. Yeah. We become humbled to the fact that uh, because we didn't, we didn't have a relationship with any, any power greater than ourselves, we had deprived ourselves of, of the, the help that we needed in order to stay in faith and to be still and calm. You know, and in the midst of this, this identity crisis, when we hit the bottom, <clears throat> we are given the gift of desperation. Oh, yeah. 
because we suffered, man. Boy, did we suffer. And those who suffer are given this gift of desperation. It's a momentary pause in life where we can actually experience, for some of us, you know, a most profound something called God consciousness. We open up our minds and our, our hearts and we start paying attention to a power greater than ourselves. You can call it whatever you want. Some people like to call it God. And what happens is God disciplines us. Yeah. We allow God to discipline us. <clears throat> and what's an outcome of this discipline? Of course, it's obedience. Yeah. And this obedience is, is really is for the purpose of what? It's for the purpose of being still and quiet and knowing that all is well. Being open-minded to a God of our understanding, the presence of a loving God who, who really has our back. He wouldn't have kept you alive this long if he didn't really have a plan for you and have your back. You just, you just, you just didn't open yourself up to God. You obscured him by calamity, by pomp and worship of other things. There, there it is. He was always there. Never left you. But something, something, I'm going to suggest that something evil wanted to block you off from that beautiful, benevolent, still, quiet power that many of us refer to as God or a God of our understanding or a power greater than ourselves. What's nice about recovery, and that's what happens when, when, when we have that moment of clarity, where we say, okay, now, now I need to find out all the answers to why. When we recover, when we really put our hands in the hand of another man and we really clean house and open up our minds and our hearts to the grace of God, then, then and only then can he enter us and expel the deadly obsession. They're talking about expelling a demon. They're talking about expelling this, this, this cacophony of insanity that's screaming, the cymbals clashing, and the drums banging, and the, 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 the moaning, and the terror, and the screaming, and the bewilderment. You know the drill. You've been there, haven't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A lot of us, until we really hit the bottom and, and tried to acquire something called God consciousness, we thought the only way to be still and quiet was to be loaded, to be polluted, to be drunk or to, to go and have a little retail therapy, and then I'll be happy, right? Not. Mm -hmm. Follow the dictates of a higher power, and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world, no matter what your present circumstances. This new and wonderful world that the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous is talking about is a world that's still and quiet. And by the way, we talk about the big book in AA, but I'm telling you, any program, any program works. Not only the 12-step program, they don't have a monopoly on God. Any program works, provided that it allows the sufferer to conceive and adopt and have a relationship with a power greater than themselves. However they want to presently identify with that power. But there, my friend, is the great reality deep down within us. And when we can come into contact with that deep reality deep within us, then we become still and quiet and recover. And we, be, we develop this profound awareness. We develop this sixth sense. We develop this intuition. 
It's a calm, man. It's a calm. It's a peace that surpasses all comprehension. Maybe you've tasted that peace before. Maybe you haven't. By the way, if you're just joining us in the middle of this long segment, my name is Toby C. The name of the show is called In This Moment. We're talking about <clears throat> how to be still, how to be quiet, and how to recover. Hmm. Not that I'm a know-it-all. I'm just you know, trying to throw out a few suggestions there. I happen to be a graduate of the 12-step program, but I've been in other rehabs and other programs. And um, I'm just so glad I cleaned house in the four-step. You know, I really did the, 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 the inventories. And I finally looked at the anger in the resentment inventory. And I looked at the fear in the fear inventories. And I looked at all this harm that I inflicted upon people, many of whom were, were not well, in the sex inventory. They call it the sex inventory, but believe me, Pardon the expression. It's the sex inventory in the fourth step is not about screwing. It's about screwing people over, okay? For sure. It's about hurting people who are not well. It's about unhealthy, passive, aggressive behavior. It's about subjecting every single relationship we have with people to determine whether or not it was selfish and self-seeking and, and deceptive. There it is. It's not about sex. It's about having unhealthy relationships with people and moving into shame. And there it is. And that's the trifecta. That's why there's three inventories in the fourth step. It's the trifecta. I'll tell you what's going to take us out, man. It's going to be anger. It's going to be fear. Mm -hmm. Shame. Don't forget boredom, baby. <laughs> I think anger and boredom are the ones that take most people out. Got to do something. Somewhere between the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat is God. He moves in a bandwidth, man. There's not a lot, there's not a lot going on in the, in the God bandwidth, in the still, quiet bandwidth of recovery. There's not a lot going on. I'll tell you what's nice about being in that bandwidth, though, to be in the zone— the God zone is, um, <clears throat> you know, the highs may not be that high, but the lows are not that low. The, 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 the mountains become molehills, okay? They just become little obstacles and bumps in the road. They're not that big of a deal. It's not a cataclysmic meltdown anymore. You know, we don't wake up every day like it's another episode of Survivor. There it is. Waking up still. Just waking up and being at peace for that moment. Can you imagine? Can you imagine just waking up tomorrow and knowing that all is well and knowing that God had your back this whole time? You know, and now you're ready to give yourself a break. And now you're willing and ready to give people around you a break. Why? <laughs> because, of course, one of the, the outcomes in recovery is that we develop a clear recognition. There it is. Of what and who we really are, followed by a sincere attempt to become what we could be. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what they're talking about is they're talking about overcoming the identity crisis. When we overcome our identity crisis, there's no need to jump around like a jackrabbit. 
There's all the reason in the world to be still and quiet and know that, um, that we finally have a clear recognition of what and who we really are. Really are. It's no longer a show, man. We're chill. We've moved out of fear and we're in faith now. <clears throat> and we follow up that, that, that faith by a demonstration of faith, which is doing by a sincere attempt to become what we could be. There it is. God wants us to be still. God, I don't know. It kind of sounds like a recovery cliche. <clears throat> I think God wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. You ever heard that one? He does. He wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. He wants us to intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. People who are still and quiet intuitively know how to handle situations that baffle people. People who are still and quiet have begun to develop a vital sixth sense. People who are still and quiet, you know, become inspired. And through this inspiration, they yield an intuitive thought or decision. They just know the right thing to do. Don't you want that? Of course you do. That's the most important reason why to hang out in the God bandwidth and be still and quiet and recover so, so you know the right thing to do. Gosh, we've gone through life doing the wrong things for sure. It's kind of fun out there in the extremes, the polarities of life where the, all the insanity is. <clears throat> but don't forget, man, God is somewhere between the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat, man. He's in this bandwidth, man, called still and quiet. It's the God zone, man. That's where God wants you. When we come back, man, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a couple of good clues, a couple of good tricks about how to get into this bandwidth, how to get into the God zone, how to stay still, quiet, and recover, and how to want to be still and want to be quiet in order to stay recovered. How about that? Wow. In this moment, Toby C., I'm going to be right back with something called the imagination exercises. Can you dig that? If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In a world of overstimulation, we hope you've had a chance to calm down, connect, and feel secure. And now, today's conclusion of In This Moment with Toby C., if you're going to be still, and if you're going to be quiet, and if you're going to recover, you have to have an overwhelming reason to do so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm back. It's Toby. We're going to wrap up this, this hour with something called the imagination exercises. Yeah. If you want to be still, quiet, and recover, how about if you start by imagining yourself being still, and imagine yourself being quiet, and imagine yourself recovering? And check this out. I want you to imagine yourself <laughs> helping somebody else be still, quiet, and recover. It's called sponsorship. Isn't that great? 
Oh, I'm telling you, man, you're going to find some suffering soul out there if, if you look if you look a little bit at your home group meeting that you go to every day with your group, you're going to find somebody here there who's, who's trying to annihilate all the things worthwhile in life. They burned every person who, whose lives have been touched by the sufferer. You know, you're going to find somebody, man, if you look around the ex, the soon-to-be ex-problem drinker or ex-problem junkie, you look around for them because they're not there yet, man. They're suffering. They're suffering. And what your job is to do as a sponsor is you're going to be ending their suffering you're going to still in quiet and agitated spirit. Can you imagine that? Yes, you. I'm talking about you. And by the way, you do not have to ring the bell and you do not have to complete all the 12 steps of the 12-step program to become a mentor or a sponsor in the 12-step program. No, you do not. In fact, you can go through the steps yourself. But you don't even have to do the 12 steps. It helps. Sponsorship is simply about preparing the sponsee to become a sponsor. And if you've never heard that, that memo, you go tell your sponsor that Toby C. told you so. And you ask your sponsor why they're developing this deep and meaningful relationship with you in the Step of the Month Club, but they're not preparing you to become a sponsor. They're ripping you off. Can you imagine becoming a sponsor? Yes, you can. I'll tell you why. Because there's nothing sweeter, man, than <clears throat> spending time, a lot of intensive, frequent time with an agitated spirit, a newcomer, someone who's absolutely just thrashed. They're, they're just done. They're hopeless. They're bewildered. They're so ready. They're jittery. They're more responsive when depressed. You better believe it, man. Don't work with them if they're too drunk. But I'm going to tell you, man, you're going to work, be working with a few of them that are going to be coming through the door and they're going to be under the influence. They still might not, they might not be drinking, but they still might be blowing a .08 or better. And don't you turn your back on them and show them intolerance. Big Book tells us, man, don't you work with them if they are very drunk. I like that word, very, which means implies that they're, they might still be under the influence, if not chemically, spiritually. And if not spiritually, they might be under the influence mentally. Their mind might not be still and quiet. But here's the deal. You're going to be able to quiet and still their mind because they're going to listen to you. I swear, you can find somebody in your recovery group who's going to listen to you because they're, they like what you say during your your heartfelt testimonies. They like the fact that you're chill and you're calm and you're a man or a woman of reason. And they're going to listen to you. And you're going to be uniquely helpful to this person because you're going to be speaking their lingo. They're going to listen to you more than they ever listened to their, their minister or rabbi, more than they ever listened to their doctor or therapist, more than they ever listened to their surgeon or psychiatrist. They're going to listen to you because you carry a solution. Yeah, you sure do. Your solution is this pathway to serenity, 
See, being still and being quiet is a metaphor and the definition of serenity. And the more you spend time with an agitated spirit trying to calm them down, the more you're going to be opening it, oh, the more you are going to be opening yourself up to God's grace. And God's grace is going to give you this peace, this peace that surpasses all comprehension. It's going to blow your mind. And this peace comes from a place called joy. And this joy is not the kind of joy you get from the end of a needle, man, or a bottle, or gambling, or retail therapy. It's not that kind of joy. That's enjoy, like enjoy, like self-joy. No, it's talking about a joy, man. It's a joy. And you're going to love this joy, this energy that you're going to experience when you spend time with another agitated spirit that can't be still and quiet. And what you're going to simply do with this person as a sponsor is you're going to pay attention to them. Nothing so ensures immunity against the next slip, you know, the next drink or the drug, than intensive work with another person. It works when all else fails. There it is. You've got to work with the other sufferer intensely. Pay attention to them. Bury your nose in the big book or the 12 and 12 or the Bible or some other publication. Take turns reading one page at a time or one paragraph at a time and discuss these things called principles, spiritual in their nature, which, which if practiced as a way of life can expel any deadly obsession and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole. Can you dig that? When they say enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole, you know what they're talking about? They're talking about being still and being quiet and being serene. Serene is serenity. Quiescence is quietness. It's stillness. It's inactivity. It's being in a place of calm, knowing that all is well. Oh, man, can you imagine that? And by the way, this experience of, of stilling and quieting another agitated spirit, you're going to dig it so much experiencing this joy that you're going to want more of it and more of it. And you're going to have an overwhelming and compelling reason to stay sober, to be healthy in mind, body, and spirit one day at a time. Why? So you can be there available for the agitated spirit to pay attention to them and to still them, and to quiet them. Why? So that you can remain in recovery. So that you can remain recovered. So that you can, you can feel as though you've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. That's it. I love it, don't you? Hey, I hope you've enjoyed this show. Man, time flies by. I love it. I mean, I'm Toby C. The name of the show is called In This Moment. We just mashed out an hour of how to be still quiet and how to recover and stay that way one day at a time. God bless. Come back. I love you. I love recovery. Can't keep a good mouth down. Ciao. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. 